Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Joining you in the 630 Chad Studios, the Chorus Building, the cities. Oh, what happened there? Did I hit something? I think I did. This is Oilers Now. Hope you're having a wonderful uh, Tuesday. We're going to try to have a good show. I think we got a chance to make that happen. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all in one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Hugh Porter and the staff at uh, Digitex will take care of you. All right, uh, coming up on uh, today's edition of Oilers. Now, heavy Battle of Alberta theme indeed. Uh, First half hour of the show. Besides hearing from the new assistant coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Brian Wiseman, ex of the uh, Michigan Wolverines program, in our Oilers Now audio vault, we'll hear from both Ken Holland and James Neal. Holland uh, making the deal, uh, trading Milan Lucic for James Neal on Friday. Uh, so we'll hear from those two individuals. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta reminding you, Century Mile Racetrack and Casino now open out in Nisku Live Racing Thursday nights, Saturdays, and Sunday days. Uh, Mark Spector, the man who wrote the uh, de facto book on the Battle of Alberta from 12.30 to 1.30. And then a guy who, like Milan Lucic and James Neal, has played for uh, both the Oilers and the Flames, former uh, NHL uh, defenseman, uh, now the president and GM of the Hamilton Bulldogs of the Ontario Hockey League, Steady Steve, Steve Stales, coming down the pipe at 135 today. Here's how you reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Cheap trick. I want you to want me. They take the stage August the 10th 
at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Of course, you can text us on our 630-630 Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance out in Fort Saskatchewan. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter. Show Twitter account, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's uh, and two T's in Escott. All right. Uh, well, uh, by the way, just want a, a shout out for the folks that might be listening uh, in south of uh, Red Deer slash Calgary. Uh, Brendan, go ahead. And if you can answer the phone, that would be great. We'll get going early in this. Uh, maybe not. I don't know if that's going to be our guy or not. Um Congratulations to the city of Calgary uh, and the Calgary Flames organization for taking another step on that journey to get themselves a new building. That would be terrific for the Battle of Alberta. Remember, it's the battle for Alberta, not the battle of Alberta. And, uh, you know, nothing wrong with uh, seeing both the Oilers and the Flames with actual NHL teams having new buildings. Great. They need one down. The Saddle Dome is, uh, by my count, out of the current 31 teams in the NHL, I have that as the 30th ranked building in the league. So they need it. So good news on that front for the city of Calgary. We'll talk lots about the Battle of Alberta. And speaking of the Battle of Alberta, for a limited time, you can catch all of the Battle of Alberta games at Rogers Place this season with a brand new Oilers Power Pack. It features one preseason and two regular season games against Calgary, and you're guaranteed the same seat for all three. They're on sale at EdmontonOilers.com, but only until Friday at midnight. The Battle of Alberta Power Pack starts at $349. All right, yesterday on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now, sorry, Brendan. I just got you moving around. What's going on over there? You all right? You good? Oh, it's about 400 degrees in the studio. I was going to go turn the air conditioning okay, on. Okay, su- suck it up, Buttercup. Just remember that uh, we have listeners that work up in the oil patch when they're working that are freezing their you-know-what's off in minus 25, minus 30 weather up in places like uh, Fort McMurray and Rainbow Lake and Zama and places like that, and they don't want to hear... Pretty boy, uh, rising uh, media star Brendan Escott, uh, complain about it being too hot in the studio, man. No disrespect to anybody. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, do you know the, the poem Sam McGee was from Tennessee with the cotton blooms and blows? That one. Yeah. Anyhow. Do you know that one? Have you ever heard of that one before? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you can look it up online. Yeah. Let's get to uh, the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray online, and directworkwear.com. Here is Oilers President and General Manager. Ken Holland on the trade process that took place as the Oilers put together the deal. Milan Lucic for James Neal. Roger Living and I uh, started having conversations actually just prior to heading to Vancouver for the entry draft. So, you know, maybe June the 20th, thereabouts. Uh, we, uh, we, we we talked a number of times during the um, our time in Vancouver, and and uh, uh, you know, I would say to you a lot of a lot of there was a lot of factors why it took um, took a while. Certainly, um, the structures of the contracts. Um, you know, I think you know. Obviously, it's it's uh, Calgary and Edmonton. It's the Battle of Alberta, and uh, you know, being in Detroit a long time, Detroit and Chicago didn't make deals for a long time. I think until we we, we did the Chelios deal from Chicago to Detroit. So sometimes it takes a while to um, to get comfortable um, making deals with uh, with rivals. But uh, probably we we talked for for a while over a month, and uh, obviously, I think both sides feel good that uh, about the deal we that we got done on Friday. 
Oh, you didn't include the part where I uh, made the Jack Adams reference to Ken that had him chuckle. Because back in the day, Detroit, when they needed to make a trade, they they trade with Chicago. Uh, when the Red Wings were uh, in the early 1950s, they were the powerhouse in the National Hockey League. I think they won four cups in five years. And many of you old-timers listening to the show, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, take it as a, a badge of honor when I call you an old-timer, uh, would remember that Edmonton was basically the farm team the Edmonton Flyers for the Detroit Red Wings organizations. It was a listed area. And uh, Jack Adams kept the boys. uh, There's a new, uh, have you seen this movie, this Terry Sawcheck movie out? It's out there right now. It is, oh yeah, it's, uh, they did not get NHL uh, approval, licensed approval to uh, deploy their respective jerseys. And it doesn't necessarily, it's it's a rather honest and frankly, a little bit of a depressing look at a, at a troubled soul in Terry Sawchuk. So watch it the other night. Anyways, uh, the Red Wings were always one step ahead of things when it came to making moves throughout the early to mid-1950s. Two, all right, so that's Ken Holland. He is the, uh, yes, he is the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, and he added some additional thoughts here on what the Edmonton Oilers are getting in James Neal. Well, obviously, we're hoping we're going to get a guy that can, you know, the guy in <laughs> I would use the word the guide and record book. I mean, there's a, there's a history to the player. And if you look at uh, James Dale in the guide and record book, he scored 20 plus goals, I think 10 or 11 consecutive years. He had a tough year this year in Calgary. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, he's, a, he's a guy that can score. He's, he's a shooter. Um, we've got playmaking center Iceman um, and, and playmaking forward, certainly in those in our three big guys up front. And James is a big body. History says that uh, that he can score twenty plus goals, and uh, we're hoping that he's uh, he had a tough year. When you look at the guide record book a few years from now, this is the last year in Calgary was just a, just an off year. So we're hoping he's going to rebound. And I know he's motivated. He spent uh, a good part of this summer, June, July, and August. He's going to be in Toronto working. With Gary Roberts and and at the same place Connor McDavid's at, so he's motivated to uh, to bounce back. So he's a shooter, he's a scorer. We've got playmaking forwards for him to play with, and uh, between his motivation uh, and his history, I'm hoping that he can bounce back this year and score some goals for us and and be a real impact uh, in helping us have a good year. All right, that is uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, general manager Ken Holland. I just want to add one more clip here. Uh, Holland talking about not wanting uh, to close the door on Yessa Pugliarvi. I never want to box myself into one position. So, you know, I'm going to operate today based upon the information at hand. If the information tomorrow is different than today, then I've got to reevaluate my position. So I'm open to to anything um, that makes sense in the best interest of the Edmonton Oilers. And that is uh, Ken Holland. He is the uh, Oilers general manager. James Neal. Uh, I asked James a question about left wing versus right wing, and uh, the Oilers' new forward had these uh, this response. For me, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I think uh, a lot of it too it is comes with what centerman you're playing with, whether he shoots left or right. I think uh, you know when I went, I was left in Dallas, and now when I went to Pittsburgh, I, I changed over the right just because Malkin was a left-handed centerman, and uh, he had the ability to you know you, you could shoot pucks. Uh, on the fly and you're able to, to get pucks off quicker just because it was forehand to forehand so um, I like that I, I, I like that we have a lot of left-handed um, centermen that that bodes well for 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 my game and um, you know so that's kind of the way the way it was uh, you know looking into that why I played right over left 
That is James Neal, the Oilers' new forward. This is Oilers Now. It's 12-16 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. And when we come back in one minute time, uh, one minute, uh, yes, one minute, we will hear from the Oilers' new assistant coach, Brian Wiseman. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 12.18 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. Again, uh, Mark Spector coming down the pipe today at 12.35. A heavy battle of Alberta theme. The Oilers making, consummating that Lucic uh, for Neil trade. Former Oilers Steve Stales, who's worn the jersey for both the Oilers and the Flames, uh, will uh, join us late in the second hour of the show. And Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta uh, spec uh, with the book The Battle of Alberta. So heavy Battle of Alberta theme. One guy joining the Battle of Alberta uh, was a elite score at a uh, national powerhouse in the NCAA back in the early 1990s. He returned to his alma mater to be an assistant coach, and he now joins Dave Tippett's staff in the NHL. Brian Wiseman. Brian, it's Bob. How are you? Bob, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, so, how, you know, you're a guy, you played at Michigan for Red Berenson. Uh, you guys had some, I mean, the, just some of the names. I, I remember David Oliver was there. I think uh, Knubel was there with you guys for a while. I mean, you guys had some terrific players. And I think Steve Shields might have been your goaltender back in the early 90s. So you play at that program, then you return to Michigan to be an assistant coach. Um, you know, was it a tough decision to to take that jump to the NHL, or did you want to uh, live that physical embodiment of what the NHL is, which is the Never Hungry League? Tell me. Uh... <laughs> That's right. Um, certainly, this place has been a special place to me. It changed my life when I decided to come here in 1989 and enrolled as a freshman in 1990. And uh, people that uh, I was fortunate to play with, and then the coach, and then you know, years after, being able to coach here. Um, it's a special place, a place I believe in and what the university provides uh, our kids and our student-athletes and it would have provided me. Yeah. Um, but saying that, uh, to work alongside Dave Tippett and Jim and Glenn and uh, Jeremy and Dustin and obviously with Ken at, the, at uh, leading the way, uh, it was certainly uh, attractive. It's something that uh, when Dave called, I was all ears and going to listen to. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, from a coaching perspective, do you coach to score the next goal, or do you coach to stop the next goal from being scored? <laughs> Probably both is the right answer. <laughs> um, I love offense. I'm, uh, I love uh, being creative. Uh, that's kind of how I tried to play way back when, when I could play. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the idea of where the NHL game is today. In most recent years, it's fast. you got to think fast. You got to play quick, and you have to make plays, and uh, and uh, that certainly is attractive with a bunch of the young guys that are that are in Edmonton now. Yeah, uh, we're joined right now by Brian Wiseman. He's the uh, new assistant coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you got to be able to communicate for today's players, and and not to do, you know I I mean Red Berenson, it speaks for himself. The guy was a, a coaching legend and obviously a, a terrific NHL player himself back in the day. But just is there a way you can maybe uh, communicate just how important communication has become in the game, and maybe how different today's player is than maybe twenty to twenty five years ago. Um, it probably is different, you know, the type of uh, coaching that's done now as far as in the manner. Um, 
I was fortunate here working with kids that are 18 to 22, 23 year olds uh, the last eight years. Um, develop the ability to, to know how to develop relationships, understand what uh, what different players need, um, how they best respond to uh, to you know different types of communication. Uh, I will say this: that uh, I was fortunate to play uh, for Dave for Chip back in uh, the '90s in, in Houston. Right. Uh, and he was one of those coaches way back when. Um, he was ability to communicate with his players, the ability to get the most out of his players. Um, and he and he and he commanded a whole lot of respect from his players uh, because of the relationship he built with uh, each and every one of us. We're joined by uh, Brian Wiseman. You know what, Brian? I mean, I just I I, I look at you're an undersized guy at five foot five seven five eight. The fact is today. There's there's never been uh, more room for players of your skill set today. You're, it's almost like you're born 20 years too early, wasn't it? <laughs> They're a lot faster than I was too back then. Too, but, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's an exciting time, you know, for these young players to with this game. And obviously, um, uh, when I was at at the University of Michigan, recruiting young players uh, to come to the university and then be able to coach them here, and then seeing how young the league is, the league has been getting. Uh, over the last few years, uh, these kids are highly intelligent. Uh, they're extremely motivated and committed, and, and certainly exciting. And, and that's for me, that's exciting to me uh, to be able to be a part of that development process with these guys. We're joined by the new assistant coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Brian Wiseman. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Now, Brian, you can relate, sort of, I think, to something that maybe the Oilers have to deal with. I mean, the Oilers obviously five Stanley Cups in seven years between 84 to 90. Um, for our listeners that don't know, in the 50s and the 60s, Michigan was, you know, maybe until Denver's run in the mid to late 60s, the preeminent NCAA hockey program. And then you guys went a bunch of years uh, without winning national titles, including your group, which was highly skilled. I think they won a couple just after you left. Um but there's always pressure in a place like Michigan to win. Is that not a fair assessment just because of maybe what's happened in the past? And I think that's relatable to the situation here in Edmonton. Without question, I think there's certain similarities that, uh, that you could, could come to a conclusion with in regards to that, that the expectations are high here, as, as everywhere it should be. Uh, they have a long history of success and tradition and excellence at both, the, both Edmonton and Michigan. And uh, you're right, we fell short uh, here recently, uh, but the idea is to, to be in the mix every, every year. And, and that's how we coach, and that's, uh, that's what we want for these kids that are here at Michigan and, and, and likewise in Edmonton. We want to be able to compete for a Stanley Cup year after year, and we know it's not easy. And, uh, but that's the challenge, and that's the exciting part. Are you a guy that has to be on the bench? There are some assistant coaches I have to be on the bench, even if, I mean, you look at it, Glenn Gulletson's been an NHL head coach, so is Jim Playfair. Jim's going to run the defense. Gully's going to be on the bench. Do you have to be on the bench? No, not at all. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've told uh, Dave that uh, however he needs me to contribute to the organization, to the, his staff, I'm willing to do. And uh, and that does not have to be on the bench by any means if it's, if it's uh, in the press box, the eye in the sky role uh, to provide you know some insight, some value that way, and I'm, I'm all for it. Who was the most significant coaching influence for you along the way? Uh, man, there's a, there's a few of them. Um, Dave would be definitely one of them. Um, when I played for him, and I was able to then uh, 
coached for a year uh, under him when he took the Dallas Stars uh, head coaching job in 2002-03. Uh, but Red Berenson, for me, had a huge impact on, on me as a person, uh, me as a coach when I came to Michigan in 1990. Uh, he kind of got... For me, I wasn't sure the direction of where my hockey career would go as an undersized hockey player back in the 90s, and we know how the game was played. Um, not knowing, but I know I wanted to get an education and, and see where that would take me. And, uh, and I developed a passion for coaching and a lot because of uh, the values and his approach that he instilled in me. And it, it, was, uh, it was early in my college career that I, that I knew that coaching was uh, something that was uh, – and you're going to be in my future that I was very passionate about. All right, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here, but you played with, uh, we talked about David Oliver. I don't, no need to comment on him. Oilers fans remember him, but there was a guy that was yep. briefly in Edmonton, and he was a pretty good player at Michigan, David Roberts. And I want to contrast that with Ryan Sittler, who was a first-round draft choice of the Flyers. Sittler never played an NHL game, and i got to tell you, I thought David Roberts had a chance to be uh, to carve out a longer NHL career uh, for himself than he did. What do you remember about those two guys? Yeah, so uh, first of all, Silver came in as you know, obviously uh, a high-profile player um, coming out of the Buffalo area uh, to Michigan. I believe I was a senior his freshman year. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, his career path didn't go uh, quite the way that he wanted. Uh, but he's doing well now in Florida. We still remain in contact. He actually sent me a text just uh, yesterday. Awesome. Uh, but David Roberts and I, are, we're still connected. He lives in Ann Arbor. Um, his, 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 his son goes to Michigan here as a student. And uh, David, as a hockey player, as, as maybe it will jar some of the memories, extremely talented. Yeah. Uh, he could, had hands and vision. He could score. Uh, he was a tremendous college hockey player. And uh, in his time mission, so we spent three years together here at Michigan, and he was one of the the more skilled players that I was able to play ever play with. I lied. I got one more for you. Not only did you miss a couple of hockey national titles, you missed the football national title, and right because they won in I think they won in '97, didn't they? And uh, yeah, so yeah, hockey's in '96, football '97, hockey '98. There, there he goes. They get rid of the dead weight around here, and then things prosper. All right. Well, on that note, uh, given what's transpired with Urban Meyer at Ohio State, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, uh, who's not afraid to bring that up, by the way, uh, they're the favorite this year, the Big Ten. So we'll have to at some point, uh, even though I, I regret to inform you, I'm a heavy Alabama fan, Brian. We'll have a conversation about some NCAA college football around down the road as well, okay? I certainly uh, look forward to that. Those are exciting fall moments around here in Ann Arbor, obviously, and uh, and hopeful, and uh, there's a, a good optimism right now here in uh, in the area for the football program. All right. So I look forward to those conversations down the road. Brian, we'll touch base down the road. Thank you for joining us on Oilers Now, okay? Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks. Brian Wiseman, the new assistant coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it's... Uh, text us at 6.30, 6.30 if you've ever been to the big house. And there's a reason why they call it the big house. It's the big house. This is Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Battle of Alberta, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.